Hello, AB here, jumping in quickly before this episode to invite you to my free masterclass this Thursday. We hear the phrase marketing strategy thrown around a lot, but what does it actually mean? And how as business owners can we create one that's both effective yet simple? If you're asking those questions, my free masterclass is for you. On Thursday, I'll be walking you through my tried and tested three-step method to creating a marketing strategy that works. You'll leave feeling clear on what a marketing strategy is and with actionable steps to take towards creating one that's actionable, simple, and sustainable. There's already hundreds of you signed up, so I hope to see you there. Head to the link in the show notes or go to alicebenham.co.uk to save your free space. Thanks for listening to my little promo bit. Now into the episode. Welcome to Starting the Conversation. You're listening to episode number 236 of the podcast. I'm your host, Alice Benham. Joined this week with a bit of a surprise guest, actually. Rachel Waring. Hello. It's me. Hello. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Imagine if I just went to record by myself and you just turned up. Yeah. I was like, our surprise guest. She, yeah. wasn't, she wasn't meant to be here. Popped out of a box or a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm here to be on your podcast. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be sad about it. I'm very happy to <laughs> well, have you nice. on. Um, I say surprise guest because we are on a little bit of a workation we are. together, aren't we? We are. Workation. It's a bit Wait, idyllic. Ah, uh, work plus vacation. Yeah. I was like, what is a workation? I've just said a, I've <laughs> just, just made that connection. <laughs> and I don't know what it means. <laughs> but we are on a workation. We were, I mean, we have to acknowledge, meant to be joined by our third member. Get the violin. Ellie Kine. Oh, Sad music. Very Cue. missed. Ellie couldn't join us, but we scheduled this bit of a time away to work on our businesses, not just in them. And how say. we have. We absolutely <laughs> have. We'll talk more about it in this episode, but we've been launch planning. I've done a bit of book writing. I've also done a bit of book writing procrastinating, but <laughs> enough on that. I told you, didn't I? Like, oh, I need to quickly, just before we finish the day, like go and record a solo episode for next week. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be talking about marketing. Like, oh, I don't really know what to record. And then I was like, I'm here with Rachel Waring. We <laughs> have spent many an hour over the last day talking about marketing. Why don't we just hit record and you are this week's guest. And here we are. Yeah, it's so funny. I feel like we we need to like somehow summarize the 24 hours of chatting we've been doing into like a nice wisdom nugget. That is the hope. I mean, it's been a lot of chatting to the point where I think every meal we've had, we've been the last people yeah. in the restaurant. <laughs> Like last night, they were just clearing up around us as we sat there having very yeah. deep conversations about our businesses. <laughs> like, can you leave now? Yeah, like really shooting the side eye, like, uh, yeah. it's 10.30. Come on now, bye-bye. Well, they're really going to love us tonight because I think we well, have the yeah. latest booking possible. Yeah. So we're probably going to be in there till about midnight. With the Aperol, perfect. Oh, Aperol spritz, can't go wrong. I was going to get you to do an introduction to who you are, but I feel like most people know who you are. Oh, well, but that's nice. for the context of what we're going to talk about today, go on, give us a bit of an intro. Go on then. So, hello, I'm Rachel. Actually, you've helped me with my intro quite nicely recently because we've been chatting about like what my, what my new phase of umbrella of business is. I would now say that I am a creative marketing consultant. Ooh. For me the stuff that I love about marketing is like making it fun, making it creative, because I really think that when you get the hang of marketing and when it really clicks, it can be one of the most creative bits of your business. Like yeah. for me, it's one of the things that I find the most fun. And that kind of makes sense because it's what I do most of the time. <laughs> but I really think that, I think often it feels like something that 
people don't look forward to or it's like the extra thing that you have to do but to me I see it as like a creative opportunity and that's what I love chatting about you're truly a creative at heart and you I guess bring that into a marketing context and I feel like if you make marketing creative like you said it feels so much more joyful and I think as soon as you enjoy something in business you bring so much more to it you want to do it more consistently like surefire way to not take action is to make that action lacking in joy yeah so I love that idea yeah as soon as it becomes like a oh I've got to do this thing like I'm not saying that I enjoy it every single second of the day like you know there's always things that I do where it's like oh I've got to do that it's not expecting everything to be fun but Mm. I think yeah when you can see it as like another creative arm of your business if that resonates and if that's something that feels fun it's like why not makes it so much easier yeah and it sells as well I think Mm. having more fun I think people can tell when you're having fun or even if it's not fun if it's like if you're finding joy in it if it's something that's like coming easy to you I think it's and we're gonna get more of your marketing genius and thoughts and feelings (laughs) and experiences today because we're gonna have a bit of a chat well I say we're gonna have a bit of a chat like you said we're basically gonna record the chat that we've been having many times throughout the last couple of days (laughs) around selling Just like you were talking about there, that idea of using our marketing to sell. I mean, ultimately, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. You know, unless there's someone listening. And there's always one, isn't there, who's like, that's not me. Like, (laughs) you know, maybe if the goal of your business is to raise money for a charity, whatever, like maybe your goal isn't to sell. But I'm going to bet that for 99.9% of listeners, they are thinking about using marketing in order to sell. And hey, even if you're not looking to sell, you're using your marketing to get people to take action, which ultimately is what selling is, right? Yeah. So if that's you, if you're the 0.01%, replace selling with X thing. Action taking. Yeah, the thing you want your community to do. We all want to sell. And you and I, I feel like, come from very different ends of the spectrum in terms of how we like to sell. And kind of our strengths, our comfort zones, and then I guess on the other side, our fears and (laughs) our weaknesses (laughs) are very opposite. And as you mentioned earlier, when we talked about recording this episode, I feel like we are opposites in so many ways. Yeah. So it's just hilarious that we're also (laughs) opposites when it comes to the way that we sell in our businesses. Yeah, it's really like down to, we posted a photo yesterday of our, like even our meals, like that we, or it was the desserts, wasn't it? We had like, even the desserts we had, like mine was like a colorful sorbet and it matched my phone case. (laughs) And yours was like a monochrome, like brownie experience. With like white ice cream next to it. Yeah. And it's like my black and gray phone. Yeah, we are the absolute embodiment of the meme with the two houses that where like one is like really pink and the other one is monochrome. It's like that is us. And I love that we've kind of been known for that. Like now whenever we hang out, we'll always pose like a hint of the other ones being, you know, I'll post you and something a bit colourful, you'll post something a bit monochrome, and it's like, guess who I win? Yeah. And everyone <laughs> always gets it. Strong visual brand identities. Well, exactly. There we go. So yeah, we're, we're opposites in many ways, but I think something we bond over, and actually one of the reasons we've been helping each other recently, isn't it, is because we kind of have very opposite strengths when it comes to selling. Yeah. Um, and for those who kind of aren't understanding what we're talking around here, To put it in a kind of very black and white way, I feel like you sell very strongly in a launch method, whereas I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I sell very strongly in a kind of ongoing, more like subtle, consistent way. Evergreen versus launch vibes, very much so. That's a good title for it. And I will (laughs) disclaim by saying we're both trying to find our way into the middle of that spectrum, aren't we? Yeah. So I am dipping my toe back in the waters of launching and you're looking at more of that evergreen selling. 
thing. Um, but I thought it might be interesting in this episode for us to have just a bit of a chit chat about those two different ways of selling. I guess why for each of us we like them or gravitate towards the ones that we do, maybe some like tips and insights. And I guess just to help people maybe hear a bit more about like the pros and cons to both and kind of how and why they work. Because as Definitely. we always conclude, anytime we're talking about anything in our businesses, like there's no one size fits all and everything's got pros and cons. And yeah. I think we're both people that like sharing the behind the scenes of how we run our businesses. Yeah, totally. Like you say, we're both trying to come to more towards the middle of the spectrum because mm. even though we both feel really super comfortable in our respective areas, only having that one, there's pros and cons to that as well. Like it's, it is, it does make things challenging in opposite ways. <laughs> so yeah, yes. it is, it's interesting to, like there's things that we both to each other will be like, oh, you enjoy that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Like when we were talking earlier today and you were saying about like when you send launch emails, like, yeah, people do unsubscribe. And like, I've had this amount of people unsubscribe just today. And I was sat there like, if that happened to me, I would cry. Like, how do you cope with that? Like, that sounds awful. It's just it's hilarious so funny, how, um, how used to kind of your own way of doing things you get. With everything else like that, it's not like I've got a really thick skin or anything. Like I, a lot, there's a lot of things that I take really, really personally. And there's some things, you know, in the evergreen side that I would take really personally but for some reason just because I'm used to the launch that that, that just happens in launch mm. it's like I've I've sort of managed to decompartmentalize it compartmentalize decompartmentalize uh, one of those people know what you mean yeah put it in a box <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I feel so sad but about yeah, it, it so funny. let's start by talking about launching yeah I feel like the easiest way to differentiate between these two marketing approaches is launching has very intense peaks and troughs basically like being on a roller coaster where you're like push 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 sell 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 stop and then you go again evergreen more like the steady constant hum of background noise <laughs> pros and cons to both as we said what's your kind of story with launching how did you get to a point where that's kind of the primary way that you sell in your business in case anyone doesn't know so I used to run a wedding styling business before the business that I'm running now I never used to do launches for that that was always evergreen selling which is interesting I didn't mind that in in products and with that kind of services so it's interesting that that didn't translate to what I'm doing now. It's, I've never mm. really thought about that. But the first launch I did was a few years, 2020, I think it was. I just think there's something about holding energy in a small container of time yeah. that works really well for me. I think knowing that I've got a finite time to sell something and I know there's certain messages I need to hit it's all like very it kind of feels like you get on the launch train and then it's like well I'm doing it now I'm just gonna have to keep doing it and then you get to the end of it and it's like oh and it's really exciting and I think there's lots of ways for me that it feels you know I think people come along the journey with you like that, that was one thing that really shocked me with my first launch so I launched my Pinterest course uh like I said in 2020 and I was like really not expecting you know it was the first launch I'd ever done in that kind of way and what I didn't expect is like how much even the people who didn't join I felt so supported by the people in my space or like the people in my audience I had messages where people were like do you know what? I'm, I'm not going to join. It's not right for me right now, but I just want to say I've really loved watching this and it's just been really fun to be a part of and like cheer you on in the background. And I feel like that's very much the energy that I get from launches that I would never have expected. It kind of feels like there's an energy around it that feels quite special 
if you can look after yourself in the process, I think that's a challenge. But yeah, there's just, a, I just find there's a buzz about it that I really enjoy. And I think also in terms of accountability, I work quite well just being like, okay, I think I actually weirdly, even though I'm really creative, I actually like a lot of structure because it keeps me in line. So I have to put structure around my creativity and it makes me more creative. So I think that's why launching feels good to me because it's like, okay, I've got a box to work within and it makes me more creative. Does that make sense? Complete sense. And I think what you said in there of like, it's energy in a very contained, almost short term environment. Yeah. And I think because of that, from like a marketing perspective, launches can be incredibly effective at driving action and sales because there's that kind of energy behind it. Yeah. Because there's the feeling of, oh gosh, this thing isn't going to be on sale forever or this this deal or this whatever is going to have an end point to it. You can kind of take people on that journey with you and kind of have people pay that bit more attention because of it I'd love to test out you know is there a way that you can get the same results through selling a course on an evergreen model as you do through a launch yeah because I just I totally see how a launch model especially for things like courses kind of that energy encourages people to take so much more action and I can totally understand as well for you as the you know marketing facilitator it's more of a focused time isn't it it's not like oh gosh I've got to be selling for the next year it's like right game on I've got two weeks. Yeah. Let's push it. Let's, you know, just kind of go for it. And yeah. then we know the end's in sight. Do you find that quite helpful that there's kind of an end point? A hundred percent. I think the thing that's on the flip side, what I find difficult with Evergreen is it feels like blank page syndrome. Like it feels like I'm mm. like, oh, I've got this expanse of time. I don't know what to do with it. Whereas with launch, it's like, okay, I've got two weeks, like you say. Here's the messages I can hit in two weeks. Here's what I can do in two weeks. And also I think the energy that you, even like, it's the same like you're saying with people come on the energy with you. And like, it's not, there's something about launch that makes it feel like that energy is almost like in a container and it's, you know, there's a buzz around it. So it's like, it's great on that side. But then on the side of like actually physically and emotionally for you doing it, you can't sustain that level of energy throughout the year. It's just not sustainable, but it's fine in a small container of time. So it's like Mm. more practical. I feel like it's the way that I like to show up, but it wouldn't be possible to show up in that way all the time because you'd just burn out. Yes. I feel like you've touched well on kind of some of the good things about that launch model and we'll go on to more of those as well. But you're, you know, saying they're around like, the burnout and the sustainability of it like what do you feel are some of the the challenges or I guess just like the the trickier things around that method of selling it's a lot I think to get used to being that visible and the thing is is that I think there's loads of ways of doing it where you can be visible in a way that works for you I don't necessarily feel like you always have to be like shouting super loud and doing loads of lives and like I think there's so many different ways to do it to fit your own personality like I think there's so many different things you can do but you do need to be showing up (laughs) like that's sort of the non-negotiable like you do need to show up in whatever way that is like whether it's email or whether it's lives or whether it's social like that you do have to show up so the challenge is is like getting used to that feeling of like not being a bother or feeling like a bother (laughs) like that is hard and also feeling like you're repeating yourself and sort of actually just getting to grips with how much you need to you know be Mm. showing up so I think that's a big thing something that I found really hard actually is like sometimes I feel like one of the things I've really struggled with and I've really tried to put into place is to allow myself to let it be easy. I think sometimes there's this thing where it's like, because 
launch has this outward energy where you're like bringing lots of people into your space and you know you're making like more noise than you normally would you almost feel like you should be or uh, maybe this is just me I sometimes feel like I should be working longer hours or I should be you know doing all these intense things and only recently I've been like actually this is allowed to be easy like I can do this in a way that's easy and actually sometimes I've actually started putting in more social stuff in launch week so that it stops me from sitting at my laptop being like I should be doing something because I'm launching yeah so that's a bit of a struggle I think and of course another thing is like there is a bit more pressure because if and I'm sure we'll come on to this of like the why there's pros and cons to you know only having one model something that I find challenging with it in terms of my business model is cash flow wise it's very like you say it's a roller coaster so it's like you get you know a chunk of money and then you have to wait until the next launch and then it's not like I only launch but I have more of my cash flow comes from launching so yeah it is very sort of like up and down and it feels a little bit like volatile sometimes I think mm. so that's another thing that's a bit challenging yeah it's a bit of a double-edged sword isn't it because I feel like launching can get such incredible results and yeah. like you said it can be achieved in quite an easy way like it's not always completely relative is it the work you put into a launch versus what you get out of it actually you know, you think about selling on an ongoing basis, particularly for selling something that's like not a, a passive or semi-passive offer. Actually, it is pretty relative. Like I yeah. put in this work and I make that much money. I probably couldn't make much more unless I worked way more. Whereas when you look at a launch and you're like, oh, it is a bit of a numbers game. Like if I get double the leads and then I get the same conversion rate, I'm now making double the money. And it's almost like I kind of saw it happen as well to a lot of clients and people over a lockdown. Sales were, were peaking so much. Everyone was realizing like there's so much potential here. Okay, let's tap into it. Let's go for it. And I think, you know, all for that. But then there's this moment of like, oh gosh, this is a double-edged sword because yes, mm. I'm making amazing money from a launch, but now I've got this pressure to keep this up. Yeah. Or okay, if I make 20 grand one month, well, I can't necessarily do a launch next month. So then how do we work that out? And it is, yeah, like you were saying yeah. there, there's peaks and troughs of income, which I feel like it isn't talked about a lot of like how that's part of the process too. Yeah. But like people see like, <laughs> oh, you made loads of money from a launch and that's it. It's like, well, yeah, that money might be to last me for the next four months. Yeah minimum <laughs> yeah that's the thing it can be very easy to look at the shiny numbers and be like whoa that's a huge injection of money but actually that like you say it could literally be that that's the only money that that person's going to make for the mm. until the next launch so it's like sometimes it can give a bit of a false sense of security or a kind of like you do have to get used to sort of managing that <laughs> expectation for yourself I think but how about what other things that you don't like about launching oh gosh how, how long have we got Rach <laughs> it's interesting because when you were talking then about kind of what you like about launching you know that like energy and taking people on a journey with you I was like I love that like and there's a lot of that that I think I have done in my business oh, yeah, definitely. a lot and I still love when I say I don't like launching I think what I'm really talking about is I don't like launching courses or programs yeah like Interesting. you know when I got to launch my new business on paper I loved that I loved launch almost like I love announcing that's probably the difference mm. like I love announcing announcing the new business announcing new products announcing events like that feels great to me I then have I think a few more challenges around which I'll talk about why is the kind of I guess timeline based I don't mm. know what the right word is you're good at summing things up <laughs> so tell me in a second what the wording is but you know like yeah like launching a course or program where there's like doors open doors closed it's that very like you said kind of like focused period and the funny thing is I used to love launching yeah. I almost feel like I was like a little bit ahead of the curve of like being a real like 
course launcher in the early days. I think I did my first launch in 2019, which I know like loads of people obviously had launched before then. Uh, was not the first but like (laughs) it kind of felt like it was like in its kind of infancy I guess um and I remember launching my first program it was called the six-week thing shout out to anyone listening that ever took part (laughs) uh don't ask why it was called the six-week thing told you nothing about what it was called (laughs) what it was about sorry but it was six weeks long that's what I called it that and I remember I loved the launch we created so much energy I made so much content we sold out 50 spaces in like a week I was like, this is amazing. And then I did it a few more times. I loved it again. You know, just as you were saying earlier, that kind of energy was just so fun to me. Mm. I had so much like joy launching and I, I loved it. And similar to you, I kind of liked there being like a, a focused period. Yeah. I really enjoy sprints of work. Yeah. So I liked that it was like, we're going to work crazy hard for a few weeks and then it's done. But then everything changed. <laughs> the violin's back (laughs) yeah the violins are back it was the end of 2020 and it was in that period like I was talking about in lockdown you know when like everything was just in the online business space I don't know there was this energy of like Mm. people trying to make a million pounds people trying to have six figures in 20 seconds and it was just I think for me like I took all of that on a bit too much yeah it was bad vibes it was bad vibes and I don't regret doing anything but I definitely started to get into a mindset of thinking like it always has to be big like bigger Mm. is better and so I was prepping for this launch and I was like right we've launched a few times before we're good at this we like it let's push it to the next level so I got Facebook ads involved we had like the most numbers we've ever had kind of go through a launch put a lot of expectation and pressure on it we were very visible I don't know why I'm saying we I (laughs) I was visible (laughs) that was the problem and it just was too much massively burned me out because it was in that launch week that my online trolls started. And I I think it was because of the launch. Do you think that is what, that was the sort of catalyst of it? Yeah, because I was super visible, which I think put my kind of head above the, what's the wording? Uh, Um, Parapet. Yeah. Or it's tall poppy syndrome. There's another, that's another way of saying it, isn't it? Where it's like people, it's like if you poke your head too far up, it's like people want to chop you down. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, I've obviously never sat down and asked these people like, when was the moment you decided to start bullying me online? Like, can you just pinpoint it for me? Um, But it it was something around that time that triggered it. And it wasn't really about the launch. It it wasn't really about anything that they told Mm. me about. They were so odd and unprovoked. But it was in that launch that I discovered at least that I was kind of having these, you know, online threads made about me. And I remember within about a day, mid-launch, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I do not want to put anything on the internet. It's not worth it. I'm trying to sell just to make money. Mm. I've lost focus that it's about people and impact. And obviously that's nothing to do with launching. Like that was something going on in me. I'm not saying launching is about money, not people, you know what I mean? And then I think just like mentally and physically just like completely burned out. So Mm. I stopped the launch early um, because I just wasn't feeling it. Really, really glad that I did that and just have never really done a big launch since. Yeah. So I've like hosted a couple of programs and courses since, but I've always launched it in a very quiet way. You know, I've not really done, you know, the the big free challenge or like even if I have, I've like not really made a big deal of it. I've kind of just been very like, okay, I'll just whisper quietly about this thing. Cause like, yeah. I really want to host the course and program, but like, I'm not willing to, you know, I'd love to have loads of people in it, but I'm not willing to go through that to yeah. get loads of people in it. And I think for the last couple of years, I've had a real negative relationship with that style of launching. And I've almost just been like that, like I cannot have big successful launches without it feeling bad. Mm. It will feel bad. It will burn me out. I'll get trolled. 
I'll be doing things that are uncomfortable. I'll be overly money obsessed. And I think I've kind of carried all those beliefs over the last two years. And it's only now that I'm like, oh, maybe we should uh, try and fix a few of those beliefs. Yeah. Because I have brilliant people around me like you who are proving that those beliefs don't have to be true. Like you launch in a way that, yeah, sure, there's like always challenges with how sustainable it's going to be in the long run. But as in you do it in a way that feels good to you. It feels great to consume. You don't irritate anyone. Like it doesn't burn you out. (laughs) You don't get trolled. You know, all the nice things. Well, fingers crossed. Have Rachel back in a week to tell us about oh, how she got trolled in this launch. No, it's very rare. It won't happen to to the vast majority of people. But yeah, I feel like launching and I have kind of unfinished business. Yeah. And so I'm now, as you all know, Rach, like, okay, let's try this again. And let's see if I can prove that the way it happened before isn't the way it has to happen. And you know, what? I'm almost doing that now, not to really make do many launches again. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised Closure. if I do big one <laughs> launch. Go, okay, yeah, that went well and I didn't hate it never again yeah (laughs) we're done that's fine I mean it makes sense though because if you think about like all the reasons why you know the first like when you when you get used to launching the reason why or even just being visible in general one of the reasons why being visible feels uncomfortable is because there's that a lot of the time there's a bit of a underlying fear that people won't like it and that people will be like oh you're you're like a bit big for your boots or you know and they want to take you down a peg I, I think for most people that that feels like it should probably be one of the things that is the scariest I guess because like that's the whole thing of vis- being visible isn't it? I'm trying to think of the other reasons why specifically visibility would be a challenge and I guess it's mostly because of like what other people will think so it's like when you have an actual experience where like that sort of scary belief that you have has been proven not necessarily proven right because it's not they aren't right <laughs> but like it happened it, I can see how it's like it makes sense basically it's a very very valid <laughs> thing <laughs> thank you and there genuinely was like it probably it might sound dramatic but like that was real like almost trauma to like process oh, and yeah. to kind that of doesn't sound dra- dra- it doesn't sound dramatic <laughs> not tra- that doesn't sound traumatic no it You're doesn't fine. sound dramatic at all absolutely <laughs> but yeah it did it, like took a bit of time to process that mm. and be like okay like it's understandable that I don't want to do that thing because yeah. the last time I did it it felt like that but it is kind of learning to maybe test rewriting that story and realizing like oh that was like a very specific set of situations and launching is not the bad thing Like that method of selling is not inherently bad. I just kind of did it in a bad way, which I feel like can be said for all ways of selling and marketing. Like obviously the other way of marketing is like the um, evergreen, like ongoing selling. And that can have all the challenges with it as well. And I guess it's more about kind of learning which works best for you. And ultimately as well, I guess, which works best for your business model. I feel like part of the reason why like I sell evergreen 90% of the time and you through launching is because of just the different work that we do yeah. and how we work with our community. Yeah. Actually, if, if what you offer needs to be sold in a certain way, you kind of just go down that route. Definitely. That's the thing, isn't it? It's like it, it's very connected to the business model. So that's like a practical thing as well, aside from all the, the bits mm. where it's like it's a challenge because of the way that it is. It's also like there are things that work better for launching and there's things that work better for Evergreen. And that just so happens to be our opposite like things that we're doing. It's such an interesting one. Mm. But yeah, I've definitely um, I'll definitely come back post because obviously I'm about to go into that launch. So I'm definitely going to come back on the podcast and be like, here's how it went and yeah like I'll be really up for concluding like oh yeah it just it doesn't feel good to me like I can't figure out a way to get those like bigger results without 
it not feeling good mm. or maybe i'll come back and be like oh yeah and like it obviously i hope it's the latter and it yeah. is like oh everything's good but i just think a business is so e- interesting to kind of unpick those things isn't it and not feel like i don't know everything has to be for everyone yeah but definitely we've kind of all got a little strengths and weaknesses yeah and what i find interesting as well though is like it's not the strategy behind launching that I don't like or get. Oh, yeah. Like, I find it hilarious. I talk about it a lot with clients. And I'm like, yeah, here's a launch strategy, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you're right at this. And I'm like, yeah, I never do it. I'm just terrified <laughs> yeah. of it myself. But you can do it. But it's like you say, you did. It's You know all the stuff. And you. I feel like probably people would be surprised to hear that you don't enjoy it, especially if they've been following you for a long time. Because I feel mm. like when you were doing them, it feels like something that's very natural for you. And it's something that you, like you say, you did and it worked so it's mm. it's funny I think people probably wouldn't think of you know like oh Alice doesn't like launching because it's like very aligned with your skills yeah it's I think the biggest difference for me is the selling part I love visibility like I'm I love I love people <laughs> knowing me I'm obsessed with myself put me on a stage give me a podcast please like I don't really think it's that as much I think it's more the like the converting and the mm. selling and the like repetitiveness and it not like realizing that that doesn't have to be icky and also I think I said this to you earlier didn't I like at the end of the day we're businesses yeah and I think for me like evergreen selling feels so comfortable because it it doesn't feel like selling it just feels like every now and again you just have to like nudge people give Mm. them a bit of an invitation just offer something up whereas like you can't do that in a launch because you won't sell like you have to be obvious with the sell in a launch and I think there's something about that that I'm like oh that's terrifying (laughs) But it's so funny because I don't, I I completely agree. It is like there's so much about selling in there, but I would never necessarily identify as someone where I'm like, oh yeah, I love selling. But in no. a way, maybe I do, but I just don't think about it. I do think about it as selling, but I think because I find it fun and I sort of, I don't know, it's, I don't, weirdly, I don't think about it as like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to have to show up and sell mm. loads. I think it's, it, it's funny because I don't, it, that doesn't cross my mind but well, it I should think, I think in a way well I think part of what you've touched on there is spot on though of like you bring so much joy into the process and like you really enjoy creating content you actually said it do you remember at dinner last night we were talking <laughs> about that potential thing that I might do that I'm not sure if I'll do um and you were like oh well I'd do it because like I just love creating content and you said that and in my head I don't think I said it out loud but I was like I've never related to anything less in my life like <laughs> I love the podcast. I love like a lot of, but like the thought of like just making like Instagram content or writing emails, like I'm absolutely all right for. Whereas I guess probably a lot of the things that launching involves really plays to your strengths. And also you're very good at like those like creative things to like keep yourself enjoying it and like keep the content fun. Mm. You know, like you do like your launch chart every time that's really fun and you like do the, you know, whatever else alongside that kind of brings the joy into it. So yeah. I wonder if that helps as well. And, and that's what stops it feeling like you're having to sell because for you, there's so much joy in it. And like you said, right at the start of this episode, when there's joy, it sells naturally and it feels better on for you and for your audience. That really does make a lot of sense. I think I see it. I almost see a launch as like a creative project that's like has a brief almost. It's like, mm. I almost think of it as a sort of a project in itself that has like a creative brief attached to it. So every time I do one, I'm like, right, what's the creative thing this time? Like what, what video can I make? Or like, how can I, what, <laughs> like in the launch starts, I feel like I need to, I need to sort of 
calm down with the launch charts because it's like got to the stage where like they're full like paper installations and it's like I don't really <laughs> have time to like spend a day making this like paper art sculpture <laughs> yeah but I mean, they the are pressure's on because you just keep making them more impressive each time <laughs> I, feel, I, I feel like I've reached the limit I don't know I think I can't continue um, making them more elaborate because it's just silly but they are very fun and actually when this comes out you'll be about to go into launch mode so if people are like what's this launch tracker People can go and go and see it and practice, see what you've come up with Ooh, as a pressure. <laughs> the creative one. Let's talk about the other way of selling, which you've kind of touched on a little bit already of that like evergreen selling. So I'd say as like a quick definition of this, this is when you're like, there's not an end point to the selling. So maybe you're selling like one-to-one packages and they're kind of just like always available for people to book. Maybe you're selling like a course or program or digital offer, but it's just kind of always available. Um, basically anything that's not got that kind of like intense focused period to it. I'd say I naturally lean into this because as we said earlier, my business model is built for it. You know, 90% of the work that I do is one-to-one. I do see people sometimes launching one-to-one in like a launch model. Yeah. And I find that really interesting, but I'd say typically one-to-one is best sold on just like a an evergreen basis where you just, like I said, every now and again, just like invite people to take action. So I think that's naturally why I've slipped into that. And I guess the other thing is, is because of kind of that, that past trauma with launching, I'm now like, okay, that's fine. I love one-to-one. So we'll just keep, keep selling in an evergreen way. Um, I'll chat obviously in a bit about like why I love that and, and pros and cons from my side, but I'm interested for you because like you said, you did do that that kind of route of selling before, but I guess in, in your business model now, what would be some of the reasons that you don't feel naturally, I guess, drawn to evergreen selling? Yeah, I think it's funny because I think actually you summed it up really well when you were talking about business model. In the first year of this form of my business, I was only doing one-to-one. So mm. I I was selling on an evergreen way there because I didn't have anything to launch. So and that And it was fine, but I think it was almost like once... I think there's a few reasons. One of the reasons probably is that because the launches are like my main income generator at the moment, there is always a bit of a lull for me after a launch because I sort of lose the thread of what, because I'm like on message for, you know, a month, you know, it's like I've got the car open for a couple of weeks, but even leading up to that, I'm talking about that thing because I know I've got a launch coming up. So I think what happens to me is I finish a launch and I feel a bit directionless. Like I feel a bit like lost without a brief (laughs) because, you know, I've just been saying it's like this creative brief. I feel briefless. (laughs) That sounds like I'm like not got any underwear I know. That's literally the image that was in my head. It's a great image. Not that. Without a creative brief. So I think, yeah, I think I just feel a bit lost and directionless because I don't have this thing that I'm working towards. So I'm a little bit like, what now? Mm. And there might also be a case of, you know, I've just had a period of being quite visible and I naturally, as an introvert, I quite want to sort of retreat back into my shell for a bit and just sort of recover which I think is fine and totally healthy so I think that's part of it I think the other side of it is business model like you're saying because actually most of my business model now that I have the courses is group work that lends itself to court to launches and you know that that method of selling but then recently I've been trying to bring back I have always had one-to-one in the background but it's just never been a big part of my business model but I've been trying to bring it back in in a bigger way because I really love the work but selling it I find hard because I think maybe it's to do with clarity and structure again because and I think we talked about this before and you were like this is why I love it (laughs) But for me, when I'm selling one-to-one, because every 
piece of work that I do with a one-to-one client is totally different, mm. I find it more difficult to sell because I think sometimes I tend to, if I don't have a real structure in place, I can accidentally go into like, we can do whatever you want. It's limitless. There's so many things I can yeah. help you with. And that is, that's not very clear for someone to opt in mm. for. So it's almost like I either have, you know, loads of structure or I have no structure and then I it, it yeah. feels too big yeah it's two ends of the spectrum it's like well I can't sell it like I sell the Pinterest course yeah and that like if you need help using Pinterest for business buy this like you said it is a bit more nuanced of like there's a few different things I could help you with and it might look a bit different for everyone but you're kind of then going to the other end of the yeah. spectrum of like it's everything for everyone and then obviously everyone's like okay I don't get it's it it's not bye. for me then <laughs> yeah exactly and I find it really I think when I have to find clarity in something that is hard to sum up in a sort yeah. of nice neat little bow I find that challenging so I think that is part of it as well I think it's just anything that I think where there's a lack of clarity there it gives me a lack of confidence and then I think I just because there's no accountability of a time frame and a launch, I'm like, oh, well, I'll just work that out later. <laughs> yeah, it, it is right, though, what you said earlier on, though, of like it can feel a bit like just a massive blank piece of paper, yeah. evergreen selling. Like, I think if you're not careful about creating some structure yourself, it does just feel like there's too much space. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I should be selling this all the time, but that's not obviously possible. Like, you can't be launch selling an offer all the time so we always then go to the other extreme like okay well I'll never talk about it yeah and I think like when you're evergreen selling and maybe I could do a future episode on this like how to do it I think you have got to create those kind of peaks and troughs for yourself you know even having a bit of a rhythm of like oh I talk about it more so the first week of every month Mm. or like I have new spaces available every quarter so that's when I kind of talk about them a little bit more and it's like although it's always available you can't be always selling it because like you said that feels you feel directionless. Yeah. And like you said, when you don't have clarity, you don't have direction. Like that's what our our action needs yeah. and our marketing needs. And I think especially when you've got like other stuff to sell, it can easily then just be kind of off the list. Yeah. But what I think is so interesting that you touched on and that is that this conversation just making me think like, yes, it sounds like we both kind of naturally are drawn to the one that we like because of, you know, various reasons about like how we like to work and our energy and whatever. But it also sounds like a big thing for both of us is probably just practice. Totally. You really have strengths when it comes to launching because that's what your business model has asked of you. So that's what you've done most. Yeah. And I have a lot of comfort and strength in Evergreen because that's how my business model has asked me to market it. And so therefore that's what I've done the most. Yeah. And it's probably like actually the biggest reason we kind of feel the way that we do about the way that we sell is literally just because we've done it and I know that sounds so obvious like the listeners probably sat there like (laughs) I got there way way earlier nice one Alice but I just feel like we will forget that business don't we like there's no magic expertise you didn't wake up one day like knowing how to launch you've just done it a lot of times Mm. and you've experimented and you've learned and you've kind of been open to getting it slightly wrong some launches and then improving for the next one yeah and the same for me with evergreen like, I remember there were days when I was like, how do you sell something that is just always available? Like, I used to make up, like, okay, we've only got one space left when actually there was 10. So I was like, I just don't understand why anyone would buy this because there's, there's so many of it and there's, you know, no energy around it. But it's practice, ultimately, that's got us to yeah. being good at what we're good at. Definitely. And also, you said it at the start, it's not like we don't talk about these things with the people we work with. It's like you talk about launch marketing with the people you work with. Yeah. I talk about evergreen marketing with the people I work with. It's not a lack of 
of expertise. Yeah, it's like I know it's like I know the concept. I just find it hard to implement for myself, but I mm. get it. But it's like it's it's just a preference, isn't it? Or like a way that you feel. And I think the it's like when you're anything where you're sort of like treading untrodden ground, like it's like fresh snow. Yeah. <laughs> you're like going, you know, and it feels a bit like, oh, like launching for me feels like a well-trodden path. Like I know what mm. I'm doing. I know my structure. I know it's very sort of, you know, I don't have to constantly be reinventing the wheel. Whereas as soon as I get into anything where it's like, this is this is sort of slightly new, not new, brand new territory, but I've not been doing this for a while. It feels like it takes a longer while to get going. And I feel like the best marketing has a blend of the two because they have opposite pros and cons, don't they? Like the evergreen, the pro of that is it, like, it's way less energy. It can, there's so much ease to it. You know, you can be bringing in that kind of like consistent and like monthly or at least regular income like it feels quite good it doesn't really burn you out to like sell in that way but then I think launches can really bring this like energy and like real injection of like income and impact to the table and they kind of complement each other perfectly so I think you know that's obviously the journey that we know both of us are on is working out like how do I have the two yeah because actually I think when you have both that's when you're strongest it's not the one is better than the other it's more how can your business model have both in there so that you can kind of access the pros to both and the cons are kind of equaled out. Neutralized, yeah. <laughs> yeah, by yeah. the other one being there. Because I have definitely noticed since taking launches out, yes, my income has become so much more like consistent and just chilled. Chilled is a weird way to describe finances. But do you know what I mean by <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. It's just kind of chilled. It's not massively increasing like month on month. It's pretty consistent and stable, which is obviously great. But I have noticed it, it is launches that allow you to bring in that like, those big jumps yeah. in revenue. But then on the other side, it's evergreen that then can bring in like a foundation of stability. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which is very much like it's, I've, I have the big jumps, but then in between the big jumps, it's like, ooh, <laughs> what's <laughs> happening now? It feels like quite a drop. So yeah, it's definitely somewhere in between. And also I think as you were saying that, it made me think about how both of them, when you have both, I think they they inform each other like something that I've noticed especially in the last like two or three launches I've done weirdly even the people that I'm not necessarily that aren't right for the thing that I'm launching for it almost sells my other services just through or not even selling services but sometimes I've noticed that I'll be picked up for more opportunities like I'll be asked on more podcasts when I've just done a launch or I'll be people want to do more lives or you know that kind of thing like I get more other opportunities that are sort of side related and then I think if you're evergreen if you've got your evergreen marketing down which I think you, th this I feel like is something that's happening for you at the moment because you're top of mind on a more regular basis your launches almost become easier because it, you don't have to sort of ramp up the motivation. Whereas for me, sometimes I go a bit quiet after a launch and then I really feel like I'm pushing a big stone up a hill to get the momentum going. So if you have your evergreen strategy there, it's nurturing, but up to a point of a yeah. launch. So it's it's bringing you, it makes your launch more powerful. So it's... Yeah, and you're spot on there, almost alternating between the two like you said evergreen sets you up to launch in the best way yeah. because also i think something we don't hear talked about enough i know you and i talk about it all the time so it's definitely talked about enough between us two <laughs> um, is 
what like the lack of sustainability that that launch marketing can sometimes hold you know we we hear the figures don't we of like my first launch made fifty thousand pounds and it's like that is amazing or you know people talk about my launch has this percentage conversion rate and whilst that's great the question i know we always then discuss is like okay and how do we repeat that two three four times over and I think what we don't talk about enough with launching is that it's almost like you're fishing from the same pond. Yeah. <laughs> and if you keep fishing, there's going to come a point where the, the pond is empty. Yeah. Like, th- there's, it's a numbers game, right? Like, conversion is conversion. If you haven't got enough people there to sell to or to fish from, the analogy is <laughs> being lost. You know what I mean? Uh, you've got to be adding to your community as much as you're selling to them. And I think Evergreen is a lot more focused on like the audience growth and nurturing, like just like you're saying there. Yeah. So actually, if you have Evergreen marketing in place between launches, you then kind of build back up your community. And like you said, kind of build that, you know, like no trust factor that we hear about so much (laughs) that then sets you up best for launches. Yeah. So you're right. The two are in perfect harmony. Yes. We need to stop stop thinking that we need to pick one or the other. Well, exactly. But have them both. We need to combine. Yes. <laughs> we are Hannah Montana. <laughs> we get the best of both worlds. That's a shout out to Ellie because if she was oh, here. Oh, she would have made that joke. She would have picked up on that about oh. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> we love you, Ellie. We miss we you. We love you, Ellie. Oh. Um, I could keep talking about this for hours and we probably will. Yes. Uh, we'll continue yeah. in the swimming pool. <laughs> See you at the spa, see you at dinner. Yeah. Um, we're really advertising ourselves as uh, fun people to the listeners here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Fascinating chat. Never going away with you two. Or they'll be like, that sounds amazing. When can I come? Um, I feel like maybe we should end with some top tips. Yes. You from a launch marketing perspective, me from an evergreen marketing perspective, you know, it can be maybe some like a tip around like actually how to do it or how to look after yourself or whatever. Give us some initial thoughts. I mean, I could just say, tell them all the amazing things you've been telling me because you have been (laughs) my mentor in preparation for this launch. And I feel like um, probably the biggest reason, if it goes great, that it will have gone great. Uh, (laughs) Pressure. And I will say, no, don't worry, not pressure. Um, I will say as well, probably the only reason it's actually happening because (laughs) I told you about it, didn't I? And I was like, if I delay it, just know that's me making excuses. Yeah. <laughs> and I really nearly delayed it. And I was like, shit, I told Rachel that yeah. I would do that. No so going back. I have to actually do it. So thank you. Um, You're welcome. But yeah, I will stop blabbering. Give us some tips for, for launch marketing. I would always start, and this sounds a little bit like counter, after me talking loads about structure and, you know, like um, strategy and stuff. I really like to start not in strategy mode. I like to start in sort of where's the where's the fun where's the joy so for me I do two things when I first start I and I got you to do this as well didn't I yeah I write a a letter to my ideal customers and that for me and it's not necessarily that that has to be seen like in fact I do it at first with the knowledge that I won't share it and I write as if I'm writing to one person or you know like the the sort of archetype of person that I want to launch to and I just write like a a letter to them about like how I want them how I want to help how I want you know even if they don't sign up how I want the launch to feel and I also write a sort of a little bit of a journal entry about like how I want this launch to go like how how do I want it to feel easy? Like, what are the fun things I want? How, just like the emotions that I want to feel around it. And that's sort of my, like, I guess, grounding bit at the start where it's like, okay, this is, and I read through that often to remind myself, like, okay, what's the, what's the creative brief? What's the, 
what am I trying to achieve here? And I think that helps that thing where you feel like you're just selling maybe because it brings you back to the people and what what you're actually trying to help with. And it's not just all like conversion rates and numbers. And yeah, I ge- genuinely, not to butt in, but just I can give an example of that. I, <laughs> it is my podcast, so yeah. I will. Um, <laughs> you can do what you like. <laughs> I really think that's a big part of where I went wrong before is I just got hyper-focused on the numbers. And, and I'll admit it, I'm, I'm really like, ashamed to admit it but like I've, I've you know I've forgiven myself and I've gotten over it but like I, I do think I lost sight that it was people I read a journal entry the other day from that launch day from end of 2020 it was the day I'd launched and I couldn't believe it when I read it I'd written um you know day one of launch we've made uh, I think it was like 17,000 pounds on day one which was yeah, crazy yeah and the journal entry was literally like day one made this much um feeling really low like wow. so disappointed blah 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 and I looked at that and I was like first of all you ungrateful little dick because now like <laughs> my business makes that in like three months so I was like brilliant um but also it just really took me back to how disconnected I was mm. from it yes it's a business and like yes numbers matter but actually if you're hyper fixated on the numbers you lose everything else and yeah. I think as soon as you lose that it's people as soon as you lose like you said you know the creativity the joy the fun like it you you lose it all yeah it, you can't it's you just can't keep doing it yeah so yeah I would really echo that like, <laughs> and it, it genuinely really did help me that exercise of like imagining who it was for an impact it would have because and I've, I've looked back at it a few times already to just help myself remind myself what it's all about yeah like okay it's people yeah. and then it feels less icky doesn't it because it's oh, like yeah, definitely oh it's nothing complex I'm just speaking to people yeah all right I can do that <laughs> yeah definitely and also in defense of you like obviously I wasn't in the cohort of that law I can't it was it the six-week thing you were launching then or was it a different yes thing? yeah I'm sure that even though you that's how you felt I'm sure that it that wasn't reflected in the experience like oh, I no, think no, your no, values yeah, think are like okay. so there <laughs> But like, I don't think it was, I, appreciate I don't that. think the people taking part would have been like, I'm a number. <laughs> no, I appreciate you making that point. Cause yeah. And thank you. I don't think it was, I think it was a very like, it was almost, I only had a day or two of thinking like that. Yeah. And then it's, that's also part of what made me stop is I was like, mm. I don't recognize myself. Like this is, this is not me. Yeah. Like this is not, these are not my values. And then, yeah, it was just hilarious to be like, oh God, I was really disappointed because I didn't have x amount of numbers yeah like get over yourself (laughs) anyway sorry back to your great tips (laughs) back to the tips Uh, on numbers actually to give a sort of numbers tip and i think that this is a way of bringing some numbers into it but it doesn't feel as restrictive and loads of people this isn't just my thing like loads of people do this is setting a good goal a better goal and a best goal Mm. because i think that that really helps it not be all about one number and like if I don't hit this number I'm a failure like I think it's really nice to have a good goal that's like feels manageable a better goal which is usually that's what I think I'm probably that's probably what I'm gonna hit that's the one that I think is most realistic and then a best goal that's like wow that would be amazing yeah Uh, and then something that you mentioned today that I want to start doing again is planning little treats for if Mm. you hit those things yeah little rewards for yourself yeah because you're worth it yeah you deserve definitely. it yeah that's great tips yeah. I mean, i'm gonna listen back to the end of this episode again <laughs> when i need it mid-launch well i'll repeat um, them in the pool <laughs> and tomorrow morning at breakfast thank you very much and tonight at dinner and next week when i voice note you in a bit of a panic appreciate it um so good 
I didn't use any of that time to think about my evergreen oh. tips. I was just listening to you. So good listener, not very good thinker. Um, I think my biggest tip for selling on an evergreen basis is show what you do. Don't feel like you need to tell what you do. I think that's one of the differences between launch and evergreen marketing. Yes. I think in a launch, you have to tell. Like you've got 10 days. You need to tell people it's a course. It's about this. It's one-to-one. It's what, like you've got to be pretty prescriptive and always people kind of get along with that. I think because there's energy, yeah, you can kind of tell and it doesn't feel too like repetitive or boring. But if you put out a piece of content every day telling people what you do, within a couple of weeks, they're going to be bored. You'll be bored. Everyone's going to be bored. And so I think on an evergreen base, you've got to get a bit more creative and a really easy way to keep it engaging, but still be repetitive in telling people what you do is showing them instead. So documenting your work. I know you talk about this of like document, don't create. Yeah. Documenting what you do, like showing yourself delivering your service or showing yourself um, running your business or creating your products or sending things out it tells people this is what I sell and it reminds them that they can buy. It's being repetitive with the message, but not the delivery of the message. And I think it keeps it a little bit more interesting. So that's the biggest thing that helps me. And then the other thing I'd say is, I think I said this earlier of like, create some peaks and troughs if you can, because you, you don't need to invite people to buy every day, but you also need to do it sometimes. And I think our brains like extremes, don't they? So it's either like, I'm either going to sell every day or I'm never going to sell. And actually you have to create some structure to it. So I've got clients where like, there's a certain day of the week and that's when they invite their audience to take action. Or it's a certain like week in the month or they have like a, you know, a reminder on their phone that pops up to tell them to do it. Like, I think there's so many different ways you can do it, but you always have to create that natural rhythm because otherwise it just becomes background noise to your audience. And then it feels repetitive and boring and then they don't take notice of it. So even though it's evergreen, I think you have to inflict your own structure because like you said, otherwise it just feels endless. Yeah. And then it's a bit like, I don't know what to do. Okay, I'll do nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I'm resting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And also because I think like, no, you don't have to let sell. Like in a launch, like you kind of have to, like you've got a week, the deadline's looming. Like, come on, what are you going to do? Or like you've got a plan already. Whereas I think with Evergreen, it's like there's infinite permission mm. to procrastinate. Totally. And so there is a bit, I think, more self-discipline and like structure needed there. Yeah. It's so funny you say about the document don't create thing because I actually love that. Mm. I love that that form of content creation for me, even though it's, it's not creating from scratch, but do- I love documenting. But it's funny that I'd forgotten, and I think that's something I've learned from you recently as we've been chatting about all this stuff, is I was like, yeah, I have been trying to sell the things that I should be selling on Evergreen, you know, like one-to-one. I think I've been trying to force it into this launch thing of tell of like, here's the package, instead of like, this is what I'm doing. This is yeah. the thing we were working on. And that's something that it's a really subtle shift but it makes a massive difference. And it's also more interesting, I think, in that context. Oh yeah. To, Cause it's fascinating. I love seeing content like that from, you know, when you mm. share that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Whereas if I, every week told you just, I work with businesses who yeah. do this and I help them <laughs> with this. You'd be like, we get it, we're bored, bye. Yeah. 
I will say I will be back, listeners, on the podcast. I mean, I'll be back on the podcast next week because that's kind of how this thing works. I kind of am here every week. <laughs> um, I'm here all week, folks. Um, but I will come back post this launch that I'm about to go into, which when you're listening to this, I'll be currently in. Side note, feel free to sign up to the free masterclass on Thursday. Thank you very much. Very and also, if you want to learn how to make amazing visuals for your brand and in your business, sign up to Rachel's Absolutely. free challenge as well. It actually starts today, but there's replays available because it's pre-recorded. All of the links in the show notes. Very good. Um, thank you. I was on the spot there. I'm going to come back post-launch and share my conclusions of, did I decide that for me launching is horrible um, or did I have a nice time? Probably either way, I'm never going to do it again because um, <laughs> I love my comfort zone of evergreen. Kind of joking, kind of not. But yeah, I will come back with all the figures, conclusions, honest thoughts, feelings, experiences. And you do the same, don't you, with all of your launches? I so do. go and follow Rach if you don't already because she always shares very transparently about how her launch has gone. People should follow you for just many reasons. <laughs> they can see how you launch. They can see your cat. Yeah. Keep me accountable for my evergreen stuff. If you see me go quiet. Yeah, <laughs> true. Like, Rachel. <laughs> I think you've got to give yourself like a couple of weeks oh, yeah. post-launch. Like get into like hermit mode. Yeah. But you just have to come back out. That's the thing. At some point. It's the emerging from the shell that is hard. Yeah. I think that's what I need to mentally prepare myself for is that post-launch. It's not burnout, is it? I mean, it can be, but yeah. it is normally just a bit of like, I've been very visible. Vulnerability kind, hangover. That's it. Mm. It's kind of like when you've hosted a party yeah. And the next day you're like, I have no words. I don't want to see a single soul. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. It's like that, but online yeah. for a couple of weeks. Definitely. So we'll be hanging out together when we're in that yeah. zone. <laughs> we'll just sit in silence. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Rach, thank you for everything that you shared. Um, thank you. I would say goodbye, but we're probably about to go to the spa. Yeah. So <laughs> goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye. And goodbye from us, oh. Ellie. We miss you, Ellie. We love you, Ellie. <laughs> Uh, peace out everyone see you next week <laughs> <laughs>